Hey everybody, I'm happy to be talking with Dr. Willard Maxwell Jr. He's got a new book out. It's called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. The title alone immediately got me thinking about some things. Uh, wisdom for Transformational Leaders. And um, I've already, uh, you know, hit a couple of points in the book. But first of all, Dr. Maxwell, congratulations on, on the book. It's available now, right? Yes, it's available. It's anywhere books are sold. I'm glad I can say that now. Uh-huh. I could say it because I was only selling it from my website. Right, right. From my car, like Master P or somebody when yeah. it was coming up. But <laughs> it's at Barnes & Noble, Walmart, um, Target, um, anywhere books are sold. I mean, we're in Japan, Germany. You can either go to, you can go to willamaxwell.org. Yeah. Um, and order from there as well, and I'll ship it to you personally. But you can also go to Amazon online or go to the store itself. Yeah. If you go to a store and it's not there, just ask for it and order it because then that'll make them, uh, that'll push them to put it in that particular store because mm. I'm insured and everything else. So that it's it, it was awesome because when Barnes & Noble picked it up that fast, people were shocked because they say the Barnes & Noble is usually last. Yeah, they're not, yeah. But they picked it up before anyone. They picked it up very fast and then everyone else just followed suit. Wow. You know, I like the way you infuse uh, these little comical things in, in, in how you speak and how you talk. You mentioned Master P. I, I don't know if everybody else knows yeah. that story, but I know that story. Yeah. And and those of you who don't know, you know, Master P, of course, you know, multi-millionaire, uh, billionaire, he's made money, but he started out literally in the trunk of his car, yeah. you know, selling units, <laughs> and was very successful. Yeah. The companies had to come to him because this, this dude is selling. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you're just turning us on, we're talking with the uh, pastor of New Beach Grove Baptist Church, um, and of course, uh, a former educator was a principal, a uh, professional, uh, comedian. I mean, the guy has traveled, been all over. Um, you, what made you go with this title, leadership growth, the power and the pain? I mean, you could have done something else, you know, <laughs> how to dress, what kind of shoes to wear, <laughs> you know, how to make money. You chose leadership growth, the power and the pain. I had so many different people. What, what shocks me is pastors older than me yeah. will come to me and say that I'm their pastor. Uh-huh. And so I don't call myself bishop and all of that. Yeah. So some people say it, but I'm I'm mentoring some people older than me. I'm mentoring people younger than me. <clears throat> and I just wanted to write a book and put something on paper so people can be able to pick my brain mm-hmm. that may can't come to me. And I needed them to know, you know, the Bible says that he will give you a hundredfold in this lifetime with persecution. Yeah. Which means the more you elevate, the more pain, the more trauma you're going to go through. Show me someone who's successful. Show me a great leader. And I'll show you someone who's been through pain. Wow. Because the devil doesn't come for you when you're not doing anything. He comes for you when you get his attention because he can't do anything but kill, steal, and destroy. He can't create any wow. more demons. He can't create any more stuff like God can so he's not going to attack you until you are making a difference. And when you begin to lead, you know, that's why it says, you know, they when the shepherd is hit, the sheep will scatter. He's going for the shepherd. He's going for the leader. If I want to take down Coke, the best thing for me to do is attack the CEO, not the underlings. Because if I can get the CEO, yeah, everything else is going to crumble. Yeah, And yeah. that's how the devil works in the marketplace. That's how he works in the kingdom. 
he's always going to go for the head. Because if you cut the head, everything else is going to fall. And so when you're a leader, it's going to be painful. Why? Because people hate change. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to have to change, that means you're going to have to give up something. And it's going to be painful to give it up for you to go to that next level. Uh, let me ask you a question here. Are many people um, running away from being a leader? Uh, maybe they have everything that you need to do that, but maybe they're just fighting it. Um, or, or is it, do I have it twisted? Is, are there maybe just certain people are really called to be leaders and others not so much? Wow. I think everyone is called to lead mm -hmm. to a certain capacity. Because really, effectively, you only can lead 120 people. We learned that from Dr. Bowen. Mm -hmm. So that means even though I have 1,500, 1,600 members at the church, yeah. only 120 people directly are being touched by me directly. Wow. Some may hear my voice. I've never thought about and it. And what I've learned, though, look, what I've learned is I'm not everybody's pastor. Mm -hmm. So I may say, hey, Brother Christian, I'm going to give you a true example. This one lady, she always had to argue no matter what. And I said, you know what? Let me find her pastor. Her pastor at the church was Deacon Spells. Anything Deacon Spells says, she going, listen, <laughs> hey, Deacon Spells, I need you to go ahead and get to the so-and-so mm -hmm. on board with this because if you say it, she going, listen. But you the pastor, it doesn't matter. I'm not her pastor. Mm -hmm. And I'm humble enough to know I'm not going to reach everybody. That's why I need you. You know, Jesus said, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. I'm going to send you the paraclete, the helper, to help you do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And although... We are, don't have the Holy Ghost. We need to understand if Jesus said, I needed a helper to help me, and yeah. he's Jesus, yeah. you need helper. So you need an extension of yourself. And you, when you get other people to help you influence people, like even when you're a teacher. Yeah. Sometimes if I couldn't teach a kid what 10 times 10 was, yes. and they couldn't understand my language because I taught special ed, I might go find another student. Hey, you understand this, help them. Mm -hmm. And they can break it down in such a way mm -hmm. that they that they can understand it in a simple way where I couldn't reach them. And I think a lot of times with leaders, a lot of us can't lead because we don't learn how to follow. When you learn how to follow, then you are able to effectively lead. And so when you're when you're humble enough to understand that you're not going to reach everybody, I think that yeah. that what makes you more of an effective leader. And if you look in the Bible, most of the people that got, were called Moses, Jeremiah. Gideon, mm -hmm. Abraham, none of them wanted to take the job. They always ran from it because they were humble enough to understand, I can't do this. But God had to continue to pull them out of the shadows to do what they truly called. I would say a lot of times people that really just want to lead, want to lead, some of them not effective leaders because they're not humble enough to understand it's not you that's going to give you the power to do it. Wow. It's funny. Uh you know, when you said Gideon, uh, I immediately thought about, you know, the hotel room, you pull out the thing and you see five <laughs> Bible placed by the Gideon. <laughs> I don't know. That just popped on my mind. Yeah. Look, Leadership Growth, The Power and Pain. This is the book by Dr. Willard Maxwell. Now, I, I have uh, just dotted a couple of points in the book. I find this powerful. Leaders must be developed. This is in your book, yes. which includes being chastised and sometimes insulted. Whoa, don't get bitter, get better. Wow. That's a, that, I, I just pulled that out of the book here, man. You've got some other chapters, and, and let me do this. Powerful leadership choices. Your choices determine your destiny. Uh, at all of these titles, man, it, it brings about a lot of thought. Here's another one, Conversations and Visionary Leadership. 
Uh, here's uh, another point in your book. When Satan comes against you, it's God's job to handle it as long as you're abiding in that secret place. God will fight your battles. And I mean, there are other powerful points in the book. It, it's good reading, um, a gift for someone, uh, perhaps you. Uh, we talked about this before we started recording. During the pandemic, we're still coming out of that. People think we're through it all the way. No, we're still coming out of that right now. We're still dealing with the after effects. People lost everything. In the middle of that, there were millionaires made. During the pandemic, yes. people literally got cash. I mean, yes. not the wrong way, but I mean, yes. there were people who, through the pandemic, they came out. Next thing you know, hey, man, uh, we want you to leave the company. Really? Me? Yes. All that happened. And um, so there are a lot of people in leadership right now who may find themselves trying to figure out their next move. This might be a good book to check out. Leadership Growth. Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. I mentioned to you, Dr. Maxwell, one of the hardest things that I've had to do is to be a manager. Uh, oh, I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm running this joint. <laughs> man, let me tell you, it really matured me. It's, it's one of the hardest things that I've had to do. So I don't uh, speak about that lightly. Um, uh, give us uh, your, your closing remarks on the book. It's available everywhere, by the way. Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain, uh, Wisdom for Transformational Leaders, and, uh, of course, Dr. Willard Maxwell, Willard G. Maxwell Jr., <laughs> the whole name, the whole name. is the, uh, the, the author and writer of this. Uh, your remarks as we get ready to wrap up. I would say this is a great book, not just for Christians, but for anyone in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Because it was birthed out of the leadership growth and pain, <clears throat> excuse me, that I endured as a principal, a real estate broker, an aquatics director, yeah. a pastor, uh, a public servant as far as on the planning commission. So I deal with people all the time and I have to make decisions. Sometimes you have to let people go. Yeah. Sometimes you have to help grow them and you have yeah. to you have to be humble enough to do it in love. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I fire people yeah. and we're still okay. Yeah. Like I fired individuals who couldn't stop chastising kids in a harsh way as teachers. And yeah. I said, look, this is not what you called to do. Right. But let me help release you into what you really called to do. Mm -hmm. And they be like, why are you so nice to me and smiling at me? Well, first of all, smiling because I'm not the one being fired. <laughs> Second of all, I know that you're a great person when it comes to order. Mm -hmm. So maybe we need to help you get into a position where you are able to express those leadership skills in a certain way. And I've written nice recommendations to put them in other places to help them get jobs. Mm -hmm. But then some people may come back and say, hey, can you help me get another teacher job? I cannot do that because I don't feel like that's what you can do. Yeah. You clearly weren't able to handle it here. You really don't love kids. Mm -hmm. So let's put you where you need to be. So a lot of times it's just learning how to have those tough conversations, say it in love and help people get where they need to go. And it's also you need to learn how to submit. Before I even put it out there, I talked to Bishop Paul Moore, one of my one of my mentors. He yeah. wrote the forward uh -huh. and he was upset. Because I didn't go on tour when he wanted me to because I was running for office. I ain't win. Right. That's right. another painful situation. But right. I felt like that's what God was telling me to do. Right. And right. then he and I met so many different people. Yeah. I In my book, I write in there how you need to grow by building your relationship capacity. Yeah. I'm not a person. I'm an introvert. I don't talk. 
So I think when I wrote that book, I said, God, when I was writing that book, not think I said, God, I need you to help me increase my relationship capacity. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he tells me to run for office. I met the AC guy, um, Gardner, who gave us a free AC, mm-hmm. a free HVAC unit that cost $40,000. Yeah. A 20 ton AC unit. Mm-hmm. Now we needed um, eight more units put in and he allowed us to finance eight units which is only costing us $4,000 a month when we would have had to bring a whole $206,000. So because I increased my relationship capacity because I met him when I was running for office, that allowed my church to be blessed. Mm -hmm. And so I believe if you go through these principles, learn how to build your relationship capacity, learn how to be able to deal with a crisis because crisis will help you grow, just like you said in the pandemic. You cannot waste a good crisis. That's when you really can begin to orchestrate change because with a crisis going on, that's a great time to shift. So many churches were able to grow more in the pandemic because they learned how to shift with what was going on Mm -hmm. and was able to go to a whole nother level because they were able to handle that shift. So in this book, I believe it's going to teach you how to handle the shift. It's going to teach you that if you really grow, you're going to have to learn how to change, but change is painful. But the pain of staying the same, when that becomes greater than the pain of change, you will go ahead and make that change and go to the next level. Leadership growth, the power uh, and the pain. Dr. Willard G. Maxwell Jr. Pick it up. It's available everywhere. Um, you know, in closing, I want everybody who's hearing this to just ask yourself, how different would the company be if instead of him or her, I was the leader. Just toss that around for a minute and be honest with yourself. You think you could do it? You, you, you know, you're, you're in the submarine, you know, and you know, the controls are broken and you're, you know, three miles beneath <laughs> the sea. Are you that leader to say, Hey, everybody, we're making coffee. You're in the plane. You're whatever you're leading people. You're just think about that and ask yourself the question, what kind of leader, what would I be? Could I do it? Could you do it? Man, Dr. Maxwell, thank you. Thank you. You always, uh, I love talking with you, man, because I love your comedic spirit, <laughs> but also very spiritual, very knowledgeable, and uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Wow. Hey, before you cut off, I got to say this part. We can work in the end. We mm-hmm. might not make the show, but one of my favorite books <clears throat> is The 360 Degree Leader by John Maxwell. Okay. Yeah, I do know John Maxwell is my illegitimate father, so that's not to <laughs> So buy my book. I'm just a black son. It was some genetic <laughs> stuff that kind of got mixed up. But no, seriously, my one of my favorite books is 360 Degree Leader. Mm-hmm. And what he tells you is and shows you is you can lead from any position. It doesn't matter if you're the head or not. Wow. Gandhi moved the world from no political position. Martin Luther King changed America from no political, no official position, mm-hmm. but they made changes. Yeah, I have people in my church <clears throat> that I go to that may not be a trustee, they may not be a deacon, they may not be a minister, yeah. but I know they have leadership skills, I know they understand the culture, and I consult with them mm-hmm. before I make a decision. Wow. So even if you don't take that position, even if you don't feel like you can be in that position, what can you do from that position you're in mm-hmm. to make that company better? And when you start doing that without looking for a position, your gift will make room for you and you'll be elevated anyway. way. Wow. wow. Man, um, while I am rolling, uh, I'll be editing this, but let me do this uh, because your anniversary is tomorrow, right? You're having something at the church, right? Yes. 
Okay. So you're going to be there hosting? Yes, I'll be there. Um, so, um, uh, let me see what I want to do. Oh, let's, let's, no, we're fine. No, no, let's do this real quick. Um, hey, I'm here with Dr. Willard Maxwell Jr. He is the pastor, of course, of New Beach Grove Baptist Church. He's got a new book. It's called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. Tell everybody where it's available. It's available anywhere books are sold, but you can buy it from my website directly, willardmaxwell.org, or you can go to Barnes & Noble, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Target, you can go to Walmart. I'd rather you go inside the stores to purchase it, and if it's not in that particular store in your area that you yeah. go to, ask the, the clerk for it, and they can order it for you, which will put it on demand, and they'll have more of my books inside the stores. They're everywhere online on any of those platforms. Whenever you buy the book, please write a review um, to, to get more exposure from me. I appreciate you all, and I love you all for your support. All right. All right. I wanted to get that short uh, piece in there. Um, and uh, you said something a moment ago that was very interesting to me. You said you can lead from any position, and I hadn't really thought about that or encased it that way. Um, yeah, maybe you're not the head per se, but you know, you may be still leading from another position. Um, and you know, it's funny. I've always considered myself a B person. I'm, I'm a good support person. I've got a, uh, a musician, a very good friend of mine who, uh, passed away, uh, about a year. It's, it's been about a year ago. I worked with him and played for him for 35 years. That's a long time to be playing or doing anything for anybody. I played for him. We traveled all across the country for 35 years. Um, was always there. Um, we, we've done some amazing things. We played at the Wolf Trap, the historic Wolf Trap. Uh, we played at Kemper Arena. We played for 20,000 people. We've played 400 people, uh, 35 years. He died, and I really felt that, but I immediately thought about all that I had learned from him. Over the course of those 35 years, he was clearly the guy in charge. He had swag, and he, you know, he was the kind of dude... Um, we, we, you know, we performed for the Queen of England, uh, England the late uh, Queen of England. And um, we had to go through Secret Service cl uh, clearance and all of that. So no matter where we were, now these are all adults. These weren't children. We all followed him. Um, you know, a dignitary would come in a room and they would go to him and ask him the question, how would you like so-and-so and so? -and -so? Or... We would go in. All he would have to do was go, hey, listen, folks. Uh, and the room would get quiet. That's the kind of respect wow. we had for him. 35 years. Wow. Just very interesting, man. And I was um, thrust into a leadership role one time in that 35-year period. He um, got a job working for <coughs> the, the Discovery Channel. Um. Um, and he had some legal knowledge too. So he worked with attorneys, but he got a job working for the discovery channel, uh, animal planet. I don't know if they even still run stuff from that right now. Yeah. Um, 
So he said, look, man, I'm going to have to like break away for maybe four or five, maybe six months. They moved him to D.C. Uh, to it was a Good paying job. So all of a sudden, I was thrust into that leadership position. Uh, everybody, Doc, you're the guy, man. You've been with him all these years. You're the go-to guy. You've been the most consistent. Naturally, they wanted me to kind of take over. It was like me coming on the court. Michael Jordan can't be here tonight, but Doc is going to fill in for Jordan. Well, I'm no way. I mean, I was dwarfed. I didn't even know where to begin. Talking about leadership, your book. I didn't even know where to begin, man. I've been with this guy 35 years. You would think, come on, Doc, you know what to do. You've been right here. No, it wasn't that way. I didn't know what to do. We went out and tried to carry on the name. There was just something missing. This guy had such a huge personality. I never will forget. A local TV news reporter came to me um, and said one time, he said, hey, man, he said, uh, you're good. I, I, I like you. He said, look, man, just be you. He said, you can't be this guy. Um, and he said, you can't do it like anybody else. He said, I noticed your style is a little different from his. He said, just do you, man. Relax. That really encouraged me and both helped me at the same time. Um, and it was a big lesson for me. It was a big, 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 big lesson for me. Uh, so anyway, I just want that, that just some of the things that your book is making me think about. But look at yeah. that. Let me let me work it out. First of all, let me ask him this question. First of all, it's brain the smoke right now. So we gonna know that it's gonna be a brain the smoke. It worked out though, right? Yes. And let me tell you something. It did. Let me tell you something. I was with this station. I'm not gonna say what station it was, but I was with this station because Doc was with the station. When the station first started, before they even did one day, he said, "Hey, you want to be on the station?" I said, "Yes." He said, you don't even know what it is. I don't care. I know it's you. He's the one that got me to start doing comedy here. Mm -hmm. He hadn't even known who I was. He said, hey, man, I heard you did comedy. Hey, I believe you're going to be good. And had me doing comedy for the post office. Now, you know, the post office, you'd be killing for. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, I made it through. It doesn't matter who the director is, Doc was leading that. He don't even understand it because he's humble. That's, that's my whole point. <laughs> Joshua didn't want to do it. Well, no, nah, Joshua is bad. Joshua didn't care. No, nah, because God had to tell him to be a good courage. Moses didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Abraham didn't want to do it. David in the beginning didn't even want to do it. He didn't want to do it, but he was always a leader. Anytime something went wrong, we didn't go to the director. No matter who the director was over at the other station, yeah. we went to Doc. He was the leader. That's what kept him there. When he left, he still may be there for a little bit, but when he left and did the station, I left immediately. Because I was only there because of him, no matter how many leaders they had, because the 360-degree leader is Doc Christian. You understand? He knows how to take care of you, make you feel good. Every year they would ask me, hey, you sure you want to do it? You sure you want to do it? And they would ask me, in a, to me, in a way of, you're not from here. You're not from Newport News. We need to ask Macbeth or Kim Brown. Mm -hmm. Macbeth and Kim Brown, they my people, but they didn't say, yeah, right off the roof like I did. Mm -hmm. But I said yes because of him. And so when he found out how they was asking me and knew I was about to leave at one point, he got on all of them. Not as a manager because he wasn't managing as a radio personality. 
And then they stop bothering me and they just say, hey, do you want to renew? And that's what that's the question you should ask me. But don't keep telling me how you want Macbeth, uh-huh. how you want Bishop Kim Brown, how you want Bishop Macbeth. Sorry for the lack of respect. Bishop mm-hmm. Kim Brown, put some respect on his name. <laughs> Bishop Macbeth, Bishop Kim Brown, you call these names because you feel like that's who going to make your radio station better mm-hmm. when I already said yes before you even started. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if it wasn't for him, I would have been gone. But then when he left and started the state, I said, man, I'm just going to go over there. Forget this other station <laughs> because I'm going where the true leader is. So when you see people that say they bees and when you see people that say they don't know what they're doing, the other guy knew he was a leader. Now, yeah, you have leaders that lead in a greater capacity than we do sometimes. Because look at King. Yeah. King led Joseph Laurie, who was one of the greatest civil rights people to lead after King died. Yeah. He led... Andrew Young. Wow. He led Jesse Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He yeah. led, what's the guy that got hit in the head that time back? Uh, he died. Uh, Man. Good trouble. The one that say stir up good trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, I get the um, John Lewis. John Lewis. He led yes. John Lewis. Yeah. All these people became leaders, ambassadors, yeah. senators, Congress people. And effective change. Right, and effective change, but yeah. they all followed King because he was a greater leader than them, yeah. but they were all leaders that could have led without mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But because they saw his giftings as yeah. a greater leader, they all followed him even though they were leaders. Yeah. So my thing is because you were able to follow that leader who had a greater capacity, mm-hmm. you were a great leader because great leaders can't be made unless they can follow. If you can't follow, you can't lead. If you're not humble enough to follow somebody leading you who's above you, yeah. I, God can't trust you to be nice to those below you. If you a kick up, you will definitely step down on somebody else. So God cannot trust you if you can't submit because if you can't submit and follow, he knows you can't be trusted to lead. Wow. And so this man is a great leader, but don't want to act like he's a great leader. We don't want, he don't know it because he's humble. Up being a serious. Because he's humble, yeah, yeah. He's a humble guy. He led it. The man did not ask anybody else. He asked Doc Christian. Yeah. When you said come to the station that you're not, well, I don't know if you said that. I ain't going to say the name. Yeah. When you said come to that station, I ain't know nothing about radio. They don't even like radio, right? You know how I say about radio, no offense. I'm yeah. like, man, I'd rather be on TV. They yeah. see me and hear me or pictures a thousand words. I gotta You've done a lot too on right. TV. But yeah. because of Doc Christian, I trust him and I know whatever impact I can have on the radio is gonna happen because he's a 360 degree leader with or without a title, people follow. All right, I'm stupid, I'm done. Hey everybody, how you doing? This book is a book I believe everyone should buy, not just because I wrote it, but because this book was birthed out of pain. And you learn so much during those painful moments. This is called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. You can't have the power unless you've been through the pain. Bishop Morton wrote the foreword. It's been endorsed as well by our former governor, uh, Terry McAuliffe, and by our Newport News Sheriff, Sheriff Gabriel Morgan. I promise you this book will bless you. Please get it, not just for me, but to bless you. Go to willamaxwell.org or click on the links below, and I promise you this book will bless you. If you don't just buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. It's a short read, but it's a powerful read. I've been getting testimonies all across the country, and I promise you it will bless your life.